Welcome to the How to Buy or Sell a Business Successfully podcast. The concepts discussed in this podcast are for informational purposes only. No attorney-client relationship is intended or formed by this podcast. No legal advice is intended in the substance of this podcast. Feel free to check out our website, www.goformandlaw.com. Enjoy the show and welcome your hosts, Jake Wayman and Sam Foreman. Welcome to the Buy or Sell Successfully podcast. Uh, We want to help you buy or sell successfully. This is an initial series of about 12 episodes where we'll talk about how the deal process works, how to build your team, how to budget for your deal, key deal terms and concepts, and a handful of other topics to really help you prepare to have a successful deal. Uh, Throughout the process, we'll talk about a lot of concepts that apply generally to all deals, whether it's buyers or sellers, uh, and some that are more relevant to Main Street size deals uh, or mid-market size deals, and we'll try to distinguish those as we're going on. Uh, Today, we're going to provide an overview of the series and talk about some of our top tips uh, for the deal process. Uh, But first, let's do some introductions. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Uh, my name is Jake Wayman. Uh, my wife and I are the owners of Orange Theory Fitness here in the Wichita area. Um, we have uh, two beautiful boys, one who is 18 months years old, Mr. Jax, and then we have an eight-year-old named Wren, both a lot of fun. Um, and then outside of Orange Theory, I'm also very active in the community and serve on a lot of nonprofit boards. And I also am an employee benefits consultant helping uh, large employers find the uh, the best savings on their health insurance plans, too. Uh, I've been fortunate to know Jake for a long time. He is an excellent connector, a tremendous community leader and advocate, um, and really excited to have him here today. Uh, my name is Sam Foreman. Um, I'm a husband to my wife, Meg. We've been married for about 10 years. We've got two incredible boys who have limitless amounts of energy and never need sleep. Um, I'm an entrepreneur in the legal field, an avid sports fan, and currently on a uh, health journey to recover from starting a business right before COVID. So tons of fun. Uh, Our law firm's mission uh, at Foreman Law is to create amazing experiences with the law. Uh, We want to do that by creating margin for what matters, making the complex simple, you know, constantly learning and prioritizing the wellness of our clients and team members. And we want to have a lot of fun along the way. Um, We're really pleased to serve businesses and business owners in Kansas and Missouri with legal needs ranging from starting the business to winding it down. Um, Jake, I've got a wild card question for you today that you're totally not prepared for because we didn't talk about it like five minutes ago. Um, When it's time to to get the stuff done, um, what's your go-to playlist? Like music wise, like real music, yeah, real, real music, real music, or so, or fake music. If you have fake music, that's yeah, great too. So, so for folks, I mean, I'm in the fitness industry, and people think you know hard rock, you know hip hop, pop, those sort of things. I'm gonna do a total 180, classical music, definitely piano. That is what is my flow music. It's really weird, but it, it gets it helps me get stuff done. That's surprising, and it also makes sense. That's very cool. Do you have any go-to composers you like listening to? Jim Brickman's the man. Jim Brickman. I mean, he's not go. classical, but Jim Brickman is is uh, is a phenomenal piano player. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I like uh, some ragtime and some some jazz here and there. No, that's that's great stuff. Um, well, right now for this episode, we really want to give you kind of an overview of 
um, what we're going to be talking about in this 12 part series. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, what we really want to focus on is giving you in this initial uh, series a good overview of how deals work, um, some really key concepts to help you really be prepared to be successful with your deal. Um, we're going to introduce a lot of terminology for folks that are going through the deal uh, for the first time. We want to help you understand timing, understand key relationships, key concepts, um, help you start to really get a handle on the things that you're going to need to to really be successful in your deal process. Um, and along the way, we hope we'll have, have a lot of fun. Um, but today, we really want to talk about just a lot of practical tips um, for being successful in the deal process. You know, none of these are really earth shattering, um, but hopefully you'll find one or two nuggets uh, in today's uh, podcast that'll be really helpful for you in your deal process. Um, Jake, why don't you talk about, uh, you know, what, what's one thing for you that's been a really helpful tip, um, both in your process of buying the Orange Theory franchises here in town, um, or just generally in business? Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes a lot of these lessons that I learned were uh, through doing it the wrong way and then realizing <laughs> that I can do it the right way later. So, Same you know, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's been good. But, you know, yeah. one of my top tips is, uh, you know, be patient, but yet be proactive. Mm. That's really good. That's really good. How do you how do you balance that? How do you strike that right balance in there? You know, it's the deal process takes a long time. And I think you need to, you know, understand that it takes patience, but you got to be proactive and making sure that you know what the steps along the way are and just making sure that you're making progress on those. But it is, I mean, it's, uh, you know, they say patience is a virtue because if you get impatient, you know, you're going to get frustrated, you're going to get angry, and it's just going to make the process be negative for everybody involved. No, that's great. That's great. I think related to that, um, one of my top tips uh, is really prepare early. Um, I think one of the things that uh, can help you, you know, be patient and proactive is being really prepared early. And I saw you do that in your deal. You know, you were really well prepared throughout. I thought that that, um, you know, had a lot of benefit for you because it creates that margin where you can have extra time, uh, if you need it to make the deal, you know, create the most value for you. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, cause that's my next point is organization. Mm, I mean, a yeah. big piece of it is, is making sure that you are the one that knows where everything is at, because when you have your attorney asking you for this, your accountant asking for this, your banker asking you for this, one of your investors needs this, everybody needs something at different times and knowing where everything's at makes the process move so much more smoother and understanding like, okay, this signature needs to be here. This needs to be documented here. And it just makes everything flow so much more smoothly. So, I mean, I'm not a, a, that or organized of a person, but it was like when I really like your point of prepare early and knowing what all the pieces of the puzzle are makes such a difference with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know from my perspective as a service provider on a deal, you know, when I get to work with organized clients like you, it makes my experience a lot better. Um, it helps us be able to deliver better on time, you know, create more value in the process. Um, and it's, it just makes a big difference. Um, I'd say another, another key tip for me is, um, you know, when you're leading your deal, you have to be the star of your team. You know, every team needs a quarterback. Every team needs a star who has a clear understanding of, you know, what their role is and what everyone else's role on the team is. Um, and I think it's really critical for, um, you know, each business owner who's leading their deal process to have a really clear understanding of what their role is and what everybody else's role on the deal is. Um, we run into challenges when folks, you know, don't have a clear understanding of what their own role is on their deal. Um, or what everyone else's role is. And they're trying to wear too many hats, do too many different things. Um, 
And then it just makes the whole process more difficult in terms of creating value at the other end. Yeah. And kind of kind of that point of being the star or the quarterback of, of, of the deal-making team or the deal team, you know, you need to be optimistic because everybody's yeah. looking to you for guidance and also reassurance. And so if you get negative throughout the process, then people are going to get, you know, weary. Like the banker may say, I don't know if I want to do this deal. Mm-hmm. Or your investors may say, well, I'm back out. Or even the person you're maybe buying the business from or you're selling the business to. A lot of different things can happen to that. So, I mean, it's always being optimistic throughout the process. No, that's great. That's great. And when you're optimistic, you know, do you feel like you find more solutions, you know, when problems present themselves? Oh, absolutely. I think having, and if, I mean, having a bad or a negative attitude isn't good for anybody. And then when that happens, negative thoughts come into your mind and you're thinking, well, I missed this. I messed this up. What's going on here? But when you're optimistic and have a great attitude, you know, things start clicking a lot more because you're still, you're feeling more confident about the process and you're like, I'm doing this right. We're doing this the right way. And, you know, you may have done something wrong, but it's like being optimistic and confident and having that great attitude through the process. Mm. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. You know, one of the things I like to encourage folks to look for is deal makers and deal breakers. Um, Early on in the process, you got to know where the value is at for you and where it isn't, you know, Uh, figuring out what are the things that are critical in terms of value. I've got to have these things. And then what are the things where, well, if I find out that this is part of the deal, it just doesn't work for me. Um, Because if you know those up front, then you know how to prioritize. And there's so much information that flows through the deal process that if you don't have those high level priorities to kind of filter things through, you can end up either not having clarity of thought during the process, you know, not being able to make efficient decisions and, you know, more than anything, not being able to break the deal fast if it's not going to work. Well, I mean, and kind of leaning into that is, is for me, a key point is communication. Mm, Absolutely. Because if you don't have that open line communication or that transparent communication between all parties, then you won't be able to identify the deal makers or the deal breakers. Because if everybody's just going through the process, not communicating to each other, you know, things will get missed. And there there may be something after the fact, like, oh, I wish I would have known about that. But if you have that open line of communication and you're the one who establishes that communication as that quarterback, that's going to keep create everybody else a, a much more, you know, productive relationship for you guys to communicate. Yeah, they're going to know what play to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, that's 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 tremendous. Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> Be Patrick Mahomes. Um, <laughs> uh, relational capital is critical. Um, uh, it's easy to quantify, you know, how much is this deal going to cost in terms of dollars? You know, what's the deal budget for it? You know, some of these financial things off of the balance sheet, off the income statement. Um, but what really makes a lot of these deals work really well, and more importantly, if you're on the buy side or the sell side, make the business work really well on the other side of the deal is having really good relational capital. Um, a great way to think about it is, you know, every relationship that you have on the deal team, whether that's buyer to seller, whether that's with a key employee, whether that's with, you know, the professional advisors, there's a relational account balance there. And being aware that that balance can go up, it can go down. Um, you can spend it when you need it. If you have a really high balance, it's like going to a friend and saying, hey, I, I need a favor here. Um, I know we forgot to ask for this earlier in the deal process, but you know, I think this is really what we were looking for. Would you consider something like this? Um, when you have a high balance in that relational account, it's a lot more likely to you know, be able to get what you need through the process as well as have a better experience um, than if you're dealing with somebody where it's just they've already you've already maxed out, you know, that relationship. 
Well, and the relational capital, I mean, it, it's on the front end and on the back end of a deal. You know, mm -hmm. on the front end of the deal, you know, you if you need something pushed through that, you know, you need to make an ask on somebody. If you have that relational capital built up, you're going to make more progress on it. Mm -hmm. Even with even with the deal with with the buyer and the seller having that to be a good relationship, because after the fact, there may be things that come up that you need to ask them about something that you didn't know about right. the business, or you know, maybe there's some password that you need for some account or whatever mm -hmm. that they had access to. And you need it. It's like if you have that ability to have that communication line and right. the relational capital makes it so much easier to get things done instead of having to wait, you know, days, weeks for, for, um, you know, somebody to respond to something. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and kind of going to that as, as, as we talk about relational capital, you know, for me, it's one of my big points is, you know, kind of going back to being optimistic organization, be patient, you know, all the points that we talked about earlier is, you know, you want to make progress daily. And what I mean by that is, is when you wake up every morning is you need to be focused on, I'm going to make progress on this deal today, you know, and that progress could be, you know, something really big. You get a, you get contract signed, you get something pushed through out at the bank, whatever, whatever it is, or it could be something small where you just need to get this one signature for this, or you need to get this documentation from that. It may be some small, but it's progress that's moving it forward every day. You know, and it's like, I know it's kind of like when, when people are, you know, looking to exercise and lose weight, you know, that first pound they lost is probably the hardest, <laughs> but you know, once you have that domino effect, it starts moving forward. So it's like always make progress daily. No, that's, that's terrific. I mean, there's an old saying that time kills deals. Um, and that's really true. And when mm -hmm. you create that forward momentum and you're just, you know, you're diligent every day to get, get something else done, keep that momentum moving yeah. forward makes a big yeah. difference. On something I would say on the progress and, and the time frame is set your own deadlines for yourself. Um, yeah. you know, it's like, if you know that you need to get this thing done in 90 days, which, you know, I don't recommend trying to get a deal done in 90 <laughs> days. We, me and Sam know from experience, um, it's but hard, it's hard. <laughs> um, but it's like, if you put those deadlines in front of you and you know that they're there, I mean, it just makes you more apt to be able to get it done when you need to get it done. Yeah, no, that's, that's terrific. And it's so, there's so much work that goes into a deal. It's easy to lose sight. It's easy to lose sight of that. Um, here's my last tip. Uh, and this is for buyers and this is for sellers, um, but it's especially for sellers. Happy buyer, happy wire. Um, you know, throughout the process, be thinking about what does the buyer want, you know, and, and not just the buyer in terms of the entity, but also the bank, you know, because in many times there's a bank financing it or there's investors financing it. You know, they are the buyer. They're writing the checks. And so mm -hmm. you want them to be happy, happy buyer, happy wire, get that deal done. So, well, that's, that's a wrap on our top tips. Um, uh, Jake, what's your number one tip from today that you hope folks will will really hold on to? Yeah, I mean, for me, I would just go back to my number one point is be patient yet yet proactive. I mean, that's that's really what it boils down to is, you know, patience is a virtue, but you always need to be proactive and, you know, making sure you're making progress daily. No, that's that's terrific. I think mine is pay attention to relational capital. Business happens through relationships. Yep. Yep. No, that's, that's terrific. Well, Jake, you know, doing deals is hard. You know, it's hard on your brain. It's hard on your body. It's hard on your relationships. Um, uh, you know, what's a tip that you have for folks, you know, just from a wellness standpoint, uh, as they're going through something as intense as the deal process? Uh, invest in Rogaine. You know, I can see that I've, I've lost some, some hair throughout the process. No, but in all seriousness, um, I, mine's family always comes first. Amen. You know, I think it's, you know, whether your family is, is, is your dogs or you have your, your kids and your family. I mean, it's 
family always needs to come first because you know the deals will always be there but your family will not and so you need to make sure you invest the time with them because it's ne- you'll you'll lose that time if you don't no that's a that's a great tip well thank you everybody for uh, tuning in today uh, next time we're going to address the question of how does the deal process work uh, and we'll give a good overview of that Thank you for joining us today. For future episodes, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please check out our website at www.goformanlaw.learning. slash